Greetings, my friends. I hope this day finds you in a great mood and ready for what we have in store. Welcome to the Lost Art Podcast, where we explore the ever-changing world around us by discussing those topics that are simply not passed to the next generation. The arts that just get lost. In store for you today, we have a military veteran that will tell his story in a segment called My Veteran Story. We will then explore what exactly a lost art is and why it's important to pass them along to the next generation in the segment, Getting Left Behind. We will have a question and answer segment where we discuss and answer listeners' questions and attempt to give our insight through our life experiences. Thanks again for tuning in. Now go grab that bourbon. Light that cigar and sit back in your favorite chair as we venture into a very first episode of The Lost Art Podcast, appropriately titled Top Left Corner, The Beginning. Hello, I'm Andrew Cox. I'll be your host and guide throughout the journey that we are about to take. A little about myself, I'm a 25-year Marine Corps veteran, spent the majority of my time in the band. That's right, in the band. I've been around the world performing for presidents, kings, queens, high-ranking officials, and millions of people being ambassador for the United States. I've also had the pleasure of being a coveted drill instructor, where I spent my time training the next generation of Marines. I've had the opportunity to be a Marine Corps water survival instructor and a Marine Corps martial arts instructor. I was deployed with the 1st Marine Division Band, where we served as a heavy weapons platoon. With the amount of time I spent in the Marine Corps, I've gotten some incredible stories and I'm sure we will get into many of them moving forward in the podcast to come. The idea of the Lost Ark came about due to me telling stories about my adventures fly fishing and then eventually writing some of them down in a book. Fly fishing is becoming something of a lost art. No longer is fly fishing being taught to the next generation, well, not like it used to be in the earlier decades. With all the electronic devices, you can sit and play a game about fly fishing and never leave the comfort of your own home. But what you can get out of being out in nature and learning how to catch that elusive fish will be something that you just can't grasp fully unless you are physically doing it. After discussing how the art of fly fishing is being lost, I got to thinking about other lost arts. The art of changing a tire on your car, for example. Something fairly small, but it doesn't become useful until you are on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, with no cell service. The Lost Arts is what this podcast is all about. There's one thing that is for sure getting lost, and that is our veterans' stories. Many times our veterans can sit around and tell story after story with fellow veterans, but when it comes to family and friends back home, it is more difficult to tell those stories. I wanted to find a way for those veterans to tell their story and it be recorded for their friends and family so they can understand the things that they did in their career. So this brings us to the first segment, My Veteran's Story. I have the distinct pleasure of introducing our guests for the very first episode, Dave Kyle, Gunnery Sergeant Retired. Dave Kyle is originally from La Crosse, Wisconsin. After graduating high school at Central, he first attended Wartburg College in Waverly, Iowa before entering the Naval Reserve as a construction worker. After transferring to the University of Wisconsin, La Crosse, 
and completing five years in the Navy Reserves, achieving the rank of Builder Third Class, he entered the Marine Corps as a member of the field bands. At almost the same time, he married Heidi J. Garski of Boyceville, Wisconsin, the best decision he ever made. He served for 20 years in the Marine Corps. During his time in the Marine Corps, he was able to finish his bachelor's degree in music from the University of Wisconsin, uh, Eau Claire, as well as a master's degree in secondary education from Grand Canyon University. He was twice assigned to the Navy School of Music as an instructor and achieved the Navy Master Training Specialist designation. After his retirement, he and his wife and his two children returned to Wisconsin. He is currently head custodian at Menominee High School in Menominee, Wisconsin. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Kyle. Yeah, give it up, Dave, Dave. Welcome, Dave, how you doing? Oh, you're on mute, I think, Dave. You're going to have to unmute. Uh-oh, yeah, I don't hear you. Oh, I hear you, Dave, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's all good. Hey, I have not figured it all out either. So this is our first one. There's there's problems, and we're just trying to survive it. <laughs> and we will. And we will. That's right. That's right. All right, Dave. Hey, man, why don't you uh, kind of give us give us a little bit about? Let's talk about before you join uh, join the services. Kind of that lead up into that, and and how that worked for you, like wh- where you grew up, how you got into music, all that stuff. Well, I want to start by saying congratulations on this, this round setting. <laughs> Award-winning, I'm sure it will. It's going to win the It's Award-winning. Yeah. Yes. Podcast. Thank you so much. Um, wow. I, I, I'm just, just your regular musician, I guess. I started off. My mom said, hey, you should sing in the choir. I think I kicked her off a little bit. And so, <laughs> so I decided, you know, I audition for i was i got into then it was called the lacrosse boy choir okay and that was probably the start i was like eight years old didn't know what i was doing you know still yeah don't. <laughs> still don't that's a complete all the way through i got into the cabal drum and baton corps way back in the day all right what what is it what exactly is a a drum and baton corps what is what is that this is the thing way back in the early 60s and 70s. Okay. You would have a color guard. Yeah. You would have, um, well, you had an American guard first, carrying the American flag. Okay. You had a color guard doing different things with just uh, flags on a pole. Then you had the baton corps and literally those little 22-inch sticks. Yeah. sticks with the rubber tips on either end. And they'd have 14 or 15 of those girls throwing those in Pulling them around. Okay. And then you'd have a drum lot. And I was in the drum. I was the glockenspiel player. Ooh, glockenspiel. For those that don't know what a glockenspiel is, that's the bells. You know, the bells that get ding, 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 ding. Yes. But you only play with one hand because you only have this thing strapped to you in front. All the weight of the bells is going right down into your crotch, basically. <laughs> and you hold it with one hand and you play with the other. Oh. So yeah, you're not you're not playing anything really difficult. You're playing <laughs> twinkle twinkle basically. <laughs> you can't even play chopsticks because you only have one stick. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So, yeah. 
which is right my speed. I mean, that's not, that's a, that was perfect for me. I should have kept with that. Yeah. So, and then I got up into the Blue Stars Drum and Bugle Corps. Okay. And uh, I get done with high school and I have no idea what I'm doing. I had no, no real ambition to do anything other than play music. And I wanted to teach music because that way I'd still be around music. So went to Workbird College basically because they were the only college that sent me something. So I was like, yeah, all right, I'll go there. <laughs> and uh, ran out of money at the end of the first year because it was a private school. Thought, well, I got to do something. And not only that, but my dad had been a CD in World War II. And I thought, well, that's, you know, that's good. And that way I could learn a trade. Maybe I'll join the CD reserves. That's a good idea. I can learn a trade in case something happens and I can't play it. Or yeah. worse yet, I just suck at being a musician. <laughs> and because uh, you can always, someone's always got to get it. You know? uh, so I joined them and got sent off to Navy boot camp San Diego. Okay. Tell me, tell me about, tell me about your experience there at boot camp. Let's get into some of those. So, this is two June '86. I still remember that day. That was, the, okay. that was my that was my join day. Two June '86. Uh, they do all, all the armed forces. Now that I've gone through two of them, I can say all the armed forces. I have no idea what the Army or Air Force does, but I'm assuming it's the same. So, <laughs> um, they keep you awake that whole first 24 hours to completely kind of just break you down. You That's know, right. Be oriented, you know, just. That's just to reorient you in the right way. So, and then, you know, little by little, they strip away your humanity. Well, you strip away your personality, I should say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, So you think you know the guy next to you, and then suddenly you all get haircuts, and you can't find the guy next to you. Now you don't look anything like you did before. And then yeah. You look at your personal ability. You have no idea who the person next to you is. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a good, back then, they had just passed the rules where, they couldn't hit you anymore. Oh, wow. So our chief, you know, in, in that book, he was, he kept talking, boy, it was just a couple of years ago. I'd, I'd set you people right. I'd, I'd get this right. You know, yeah, it was, it was a good, I learned, I think I learned more about myself in that boot camp than I did anywhere else because it was such a eye opening experience. You know, I mean, I had been, I had been traveling with the Blue Stars at that point, so I had been on the road. I knew how to do my own. I had a friend show me how to do laundry, so it wasn't a bad thing. It was just, the dirtiest clothes all go in this pile, and the clothes that are kind of clean go here. I'm sure he taught you how to how to use your underwear four times in a row, right? Yeah, you just, inside out, backwards, frontwards. Yeah. I, I need to do laundry. No, you don't. You haven't worn inside out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I <laughs> I'm sure the bus rides uh, smelled great um, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you continue that even in the Marine. Mm. Right where, yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's some true. People, some people simply are not allowed to take their shoes off. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes, that so, is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I get back to school now and I courting this beautiful woman. She's really, I, I but I got to figure out something to do because how am I going to, how am I going to land this woman? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a job, you know? So this is 
George Bush Sr.'s presidency, and Desert Storm comes up. Yep. And now every CD, is there's nothing going on in construction. Every CD reservist is trying to get active duty. And I'm like, and my first time, like, oh, I'll just go active duty. I'll be, you know, I got it made. I'll be in the military. It'll be good. Uh, I'll be able to, I'll be able to wed this girl. And, uh, but you can't get active duty because every CB reservist is trying to get active duty. So, hey, that's not a problem. I want to do this anyway. I'll just jump into the band. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Because CDs are a priority rate and the band field is not. Yeah. So you can't get in. So, all right, I guess I'm leaving the Navy. So I go to the Air Force because at the time I was under the delusion that the Air Force bands were, those were the best bands. Right. So I send off my audition tape. I send off my a copy of my senior recital. I send off all this stuff. And the Air Force is like, yeah, this is really good. I sit down with them and they're like, no, you can't. Because you're, you're fired easy. You can't. You can't have these. Yeah. They, they looked at you and they, they were, they were kind of like, ew, no. No, you can't come over here. <laughs> you're you're going to give us cooties, you know? Well, they were really pegging on me until I brought up that one, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. They moved away from me on the group of the And uh, so the only other two, it was a joint recruiting hall. And so the Army was at one end of the hall, but they were all out to lunch. The Marines were at the other end of the hall. They were there, so I walked in the Marine office and, they also had drum and bugle course. I knew that the Marine Corps had drum and bugle course. At the time, they had three. I was like, yeah, I can do that. That's okay. Here. Yeah. So, so, so for those that don't, for those that don't know, we used to have uh, more than one drum and bugle corps in the Marine Corps. Now that's just the one in D.C. Uh, yep. That's the only drum and bugle corps, and we had three others. Well, actually, there used to be more than that, but. Uh, at the time when you came in, there were three drum and bugle corps, uh, and then the rest of the bands. I don't know how many there were total, but the rest of the bands. Was, I think only eight. Eight. So Albany wasn't the band. That was a drum and bugle corps. Okay. And I think Twenty Nine Palms was just a drum and bugle corps. Yeah. But boy, that's going back. I mean, I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. But yeah. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Sometimes I can't remember the person sitting next to me what their name is, so. <laughs> I, I completely relate to that. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so I went and joined the Marine Corps, and then that allowed me then to propose and she foolishly accepted. Ah, okay. Yeah, like I said before, the best decision you ever made. So uh, you need to get that on the recording so your wife hears that and then – you know, maybe that'll help out later. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm here for you. Yes, I'm definitely beat that pump card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, went back to boot camp and went in San Diego. Now, when I was there the first time, the Navy and the Marine Corps were right next to each other, and they kept joking in the Navy boot camp. You know, if you want to get, if you jump the fence, you're either going to get into the harbor and you'll have to swim down to Mexico. But we're the Navy. We're going to catch you. Or you can jump the fence and get, you'll end up with the Marine Corps. I love it being there. Don't pick it. It's a good threat. The Navy would run in formation and the Marines would just whip by us. <laughs> and yeah. So we shared. So here I am, 15 years later, back in the same area. And for those who haven't been in 
when we took the airport in San Diego, it's right next to the airport. Right next to the airport. Absolutely. Right next to the airport. Yep. Which, as a recruit, was wonderful because there'd be times when the drill instructor would get off on a tirade and you'd hear the first five or six obscenities <laughs> and it'd be just jet noise. <laughs> and then usually at the very end, you know, the jet noise would wear down and you'd hear the drill instructor say, did you understand what I said? <laughs> I think the answer is yes, sir. That's the only thing I can say. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are the back there in the same, almost the same boot camp. But at that point now, the Navy had already left. But yeah. And they went up to Great Lakes at that point? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, I think they still had the one. They still had Orlando at that time, too. Because that's where they were training. They okay. They trained females down there. At that time. Gotcha. So, but yeah. And uh, got done with detail. It's much disappointing at that time. Yeah? So, well, let's let's talk different. about those differences. What is like probably like. The most iconic difference for you, like if you were to pick the one thing that's like, that's it. What what would that be? The main difference is you know what's happening. You know what's going to happen. But literally, the two boot camps were exactly the same, other than the Marine Corps has that extra month where we're out in the field. Yeah. Okay. First and third phase was Navy boot camp. Okay. It's exactly the thing. We practiced drill. We practiced following silly directions to yep. make sure you understand, you know, exactly the same. Uniform inspections, making sure you understand how to make a bump. Mm-hmm. Literally, the fire watch, same thing. Yeah. We're going through it a second time. The biggest thing was there was no real surprise. Oh, yeah, they would use new words. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the directions were a little bit different. We never did island hopping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Island hopping. Let's... Hey, tell the people what island hopping is for those that like those those that aren't in the military. What's island hopping? Well, island hopping is a method of training. Yes, where uh, it's basically like a physical punishment, and you go from one little all around marine. Well, Sandy, I'm sure it's the same way in Arizona. It is. I remember that. Now. They have these little workout pits. Yeah, full full of sand, full of sand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And in Paris Island, fire rain also. Yes, nice. (laughs) Even better. Yeah, a little kick. So you go to one area and you maybe do 50 push-ups and 25 sit-ups or whatever. And then you get up and you march to the next one and you do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go to the next one. And maybe this time you do something strange like carry your buddy or something. You know, just a new form of punishment. Whereas... In the Navy, they would call it mash. You would get mashed, which is make a sailor shirt. Okay, okay. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, I think I'm going to go to work tomorrow and use that one. <laughs> and uh, we were training there. We, we didn't have them succeed. We had the old M1 Grand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The firing pins. But, oh. And we would stand with them at arm's length for, you know, as long as we could. Yeah. And then you'd be told how weak and pathetic and pitiful we were. <laughs> and then you'd switch to the other arm and. Yes, absolutely. Those are fun games. Those are fun games. I used to do that. I used to do that with a pencil. You take them and you hold a pencil out and you just hold it there like with two fingers 
And you'd be surprised how fast people crumble and they're like, ah, I can't hold my arm up. And they, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. When I went to boot camp with the Marine, I had a, basically it would be a cousin's husband. Okay. Uh, one of my cousins, her husband was a drill instructor in one of our sister platoons. Oh, nice. Okay. In company. Yeah. And he would come over and he would have to, you know, he would have to give me crap on a regular basis. Absolutely. But, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah That's what family is do, for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would make me do girl pull-ups in front of everyone, which for, for, for those who don't know, a girl pull-up isn't a girl pull-up. You just, you, you get up on the bar and you have the bar underneath your chin and then you just hold it. Right. So yeah. That's how they did pull-ups. I don't, I don't think they do them that way anymore. Do I they? think. Uh, no, they don't. They actually do pull-ups now. So, uh, and I think for females to max it out, it's like 10 or 12 now. Might even be up to 14, but it's increased quite a bit. Uh, I think they would call that, uh, when I, at least when I came through, it was flexed arm hang. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, when boot camp, they wouldn't call it that. It was just real pull-ups. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And she would set me up there. It's like, come on. Kyle, you're embarrassing me. Oh my, God, my wife can hang up there longer than that. Thank you. Thank you, John, Doctor. But, uh, oh, yeah, and just, there's no females going through in San Diego. All the females go to Paris Island, and they had their own battalion at the time, where now they don't, right? Now it's mixed. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, welcome welcome to the, the new Marine Corps. Yeah, it's mixed, so... Not, not necessarily, yeah, I know you just had an aneurysm, uh, not necessarily mixed in each platoon, but a platoon of females would be, uh, in the, uh, in the male company. So there's no longer a female, uh, battalion, right? It's now they're all mixed. So they, the females are through that throughout. And so you have female drill instructors, you got female, uh, everything. So it's, it's a little bit different now. Uh, you know, back in your day, you know, you guys were just weren't right, you know. In more than one way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that, I got sent to the School of Music, which was fantastic. Okay. Been around music again, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, then uh, my first duty. Oh wait, wait, wait! Go, go back to the School of Music. Go back to the School of Music. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the School of Music. Very important thing happened. Okay. I had I had asked Heidi to marry me, and she foolishly said yes. On a long day, uh, on a, on a bit of a break, we had a three day weekend over. I think it was President's Day. Okay. It just happened like at on um, Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I flew home for that weekend and Ooh. got married on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. But yeah, which I I was thinking at the time, this is brilliant because I will never forget our anniversary. Absolutely. Which is true. However, you cannot do anything special on a Valentine's Day without planning like eight months uh, ahead of time. It's like somebody having a birthday on Christmas. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough go. Your anniversary special. You have to be planning eight months ahead. You have to lay out serious catch because every other idiot, yeah. every other man, you know. <laughs> They're trying to woo their other, you know? They're trying to. Trying to do the same if thing. You wait until a month before to do anything special for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. You're just SOL, my friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, but just put the pillows in the doghouse right now. <laughs> 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 Very nice. 
<laughs> yeah, so that that was that's why I think the school music was so wonderful the first time because I got married. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, is, was, what did you have any? Did you have issues going through the school of music? Was it fine? Like uh, you, you didn't have any issues going through. I know nowadays people have problems getting through, and they're not good enough. They have the academic review boards if they fail an assessment. Did you have any of those problems? I had those. I never had. I never had those issues. <laughs> When I auditioned to get into the music field proper, yeah. uh, I had sent in, I, you know, like, just like with the Air Force, I had sent in my, my senior recital tape and audition tape, an 8 by 10 headshot. I mean, <laughs> you went all out. Musician. Uh, yeah, well, I, I was doing the flat out musician, you know, resume. Yeah. Um, and because of the schedules and the way things worked out, I couldn't actually get with the recruiter. The music recruiter right. at the time was just one of the chief warrant officers. So he called me at the recruiting station and we did it over the phone. Oh, nice. Probably the big no-no, you know. So I came in, like, my first score was like a 3-8. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, it's everything's at a thorough scale. And thorough means that you um, are basically Jesus Christ's father. I yeah. Mean, to, yeah. Water walker. Thorough. Yeah. So I came in like with like a three eight, which is ungodly. You never get a three eight. Yeah. Um, and then I get to the school of music, and my first, and I was a concert percussionist. Okay. Yeah. I had never done drum set really. I mean, I mm -hmm. thought it was I thought drum set was an aberration of all things percussion because you're taking the job away from a good bass drummer. <laughs> you know, instead of letting a bass drum guy do his thing. Yeah, sucking that job up and giving it to one guy. Yeah, so I get selfish. Thing. They're selfish, is what it is. Selfish. They're selfish. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, the in, so the way that the scores at, for percussion at that time broke down was fifty percent of your score was snare drum. Yeah, I was a good snare drum. I was okay. Drum. So I think my incoming score was needed to have a two seven. I think I had like a two nine on snare drum. I mean, I could play. Okay. Yeah, that's and good. Forty percent of your score was drum set, and then ten percent of your score was mallet. Yeah. And for my mallet, I had a four zero, and I I played. I started off, and I started with four. He said, "Can you do mallet at all?" But, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you started off on Glockenspiel, so I mean, it worked out, right? So I grabbed four mallets and immediately broke off into the Takata Fugue by Bob. Oh my God. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And I, I just played a little bit. I didn't even get like more than two of them. But da 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 Okay. 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 We're good. We're good. You know your scale. So I started off and I just ran like the first four scales chromatically. Two octaves. Yeah. We're going to just say you can play mouse. So we're going to four on that. Nice. Okay. Then. His name was uh, Sergeant Percival. He was in E7, Sergeant First Class Percival. Sergeant okay. Percival. I've heard that name uh, before. He said, okay, all we need to do now is just see you play drum set. And I said, I don't play drum set. <laughs> what do you mean you don't play drum set? I'm a concert percussionist. Yeah. You know, I can play snare drum. Well, you have to be able to do something on the drum set. Well, yeah, I can sit here. <laughs> I can <laughs> sit there. Well, can, you, can you play a beat? So, and I... I did hook it up a little bit. I played about the straightest white dream beat. Yeah. Well, have you ever been drum set music? And I looked at him and was checking. 
they don't write drum set music. <laughs> it's just little things on a page and expect the drummer to make it up. Yeah, absolutely. It's the truth. It's just the truth. Yes, it is. It is. But of course, that didn't go over very well. <laughs> like a one, I think he gave me a one four for my input for for drum set. You know, do it. That's pretty good for like don't know a drum set at all and one four. That's good. That's good. For my overall audition score was came out to I think it was a two point one or something like that. Which, oh my god! When I come in with a three eight, yeah, two point one. You know, the warrant officer was under review. Oh. <laughs> So he took a very personal, that one officer took a very personal interest in my entire. Oh, yeah. Do you remember who the born officer was? Yes, I do. But I think he passed away, so it's okay to say his name. Yeah. Born officer Grimes was his name. Grimes passed away? I didn't know that. I don't know. I have no idea, but I've got stories about him as well. I think I just posted on Facebook a story about him the other day. Uh, right. But yeah, I, Grimes. I, okay. I don't know. I, I, Drummer. He was a drummer, a percussionist. Yeah. He was a percussionist. Uh, timpani. He loved timpani, right? Well, that was Jacob. Oh, that was Jacob. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm the drummer also, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. more just a ear drummer. Okay. Uh, a man after my own heart. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So we get up to our F1. Back then mm -hmm. we took two. I, I think they still do an F one. They still do two. They don't call them F one and F two, but they. But yes, there's two, two a midterm and then the final is what they call okay. it now. Now, so our, our midterm, our F one, I needed to get a two five, and, and everyone was very concerned about it. Well, the mouth was a portion <laughs> problem. The drum wasn't a problem. Drum that was going to be a bit of a concern. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the fall of the. It, no, it was the spring of the year. Spring of the year. And we are playing, it's Friday night. Our F1 is on Monday morning. And Friday afternoon, we're strewing around playing football. Nice. And, and uh, I get tackled by uh, my friend Dan Smackle, who tackled me. And I, I, I thought at the time, maybe he broke my ankle. Oh, no. It, it, it wasn't. It was just, a, it was just a, a, not even a sprain, just a strain. But it was enough where... You know, I was pooping purple thumbtacks. <laughs> Monday morning comes this F1, and I've got to pass it. And yeah. Like, I've got a chief foreign officer who's breathing down my neck telling me I've got to pass. Or right. Else. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's going to go bad for everybody. So, but I did. I passed my head at 255, so I passed, and then some, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I graduated with a, I don't even remember what I had for my F2, but I was Did you get that? That infamous 3-0 uh, that everyone took. Nah, I didn't either. I wasn't even close. My drum set was abysmal still at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, they did not uh, appreciate, uh, <laughs> one, my mallet playing, because I was not a, a mallet god like you are. Uh, so they did not appreciate it as much. Uh, and drum set was just, I could play church music. That's all I could do. I, I couldn't do anything yep. else. So, uh, yeah, they, they, in fact, I got kicked out of, uh, jazz band, like big band. Uh, uh, who was it? Michelson, Master Guns Michelson. Uh, okay. so he was up front leading the big band and, you know, teaching us and stuff. And he'd have me sit down and it was so bad 
so bad that he tells me, hey, you got you to gotta go back and see your instructor and don't come back. So I was the extra drummer that was in there. So he sent me away, and I that was it. They never put me back in there. So, uh, you know, let's just say I didn't learn how to play with a big band after that. That was it. They, di- they didn't even trust me. I, I didn't learn anything in the big band practice either. Um, I was the other two people that I was just trying to be in big band with. One of them is uh, now master hired Leon Alexander. In the yeah, band. Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. What was the other guy? He was a Marine who had marched Blue Devils and had come from, I can't remember his name though, but he had come from Denver, Colorado area. And he had played, it was really, seriously was good. Those two would sit on drum set and one would start the tune, and like halfway through, he would start standing up and the other one was put in and they were like seamless. Really? And they could, they could be, they were, they were ridiculously good. Couldn't find, the Marine couldn't find Little C on a piano if it was bumped <laughs> with red lights and landmines on the other note. He couldn't do it, you know. <laughs> But that, I could play drum set and drum. Oh, that's funny. So I got to sit down on the drum set once, and it was Scott Johnson, Benary Sergeant Johnson. Okay. He's leading the ensemble, and uh, we got done with the song, and he said, uh, uh, Kyle, uh, why don't you go back to playing by? It sounds a little good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. At least you had something to fall back on, right? Like That's good. That's good. So oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's school of music. Oh, it's they call it the school of matrimony, and you did get married. Now, granted, you did not get married to another marine or sailor, uh, or at that point in time, soldier, but you did get married there. So, no, so that's school of matrimony. For yeah, me. that's right. That's but right. I didn't follow the normal way. I never did anything normal. Yeah, well, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. <laughs> so after after the school then where did you go we went first to harris island south carolina from okay. one boot camp for the other that was my first duty station. yeah in retrospect a perfect spot i mean it was okay this small it was a tight band there's nothing to do in beaufort it's uh 45 minutes away from savannah and 30 minutes an hour away from charleston there's nothing to yeah. do so on a Friday night, you'd run into the rest of the city, all at the Walmart. We'd all be walking around the Walmart with our carts. You know, you go to Denny's for coffee. I didn't yep. know about we all go to Denny's for coffee. Yeah. You know, the band was really tight because there was nothing to do. So the families knew each other. You know, we'd have big, uh, I don't want to say parties, but parties. We'd have big parties. Yep. Um, yeah. It was a wonderful place for our first duty day. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Son was born there. It was it was perfect. And, and so uh while you were there, do you remember like uh who the command was? Like who did you have there? My first band officer was um Tommy Anderson. Oh, no kidding. Arthur Anderson. And we had Hoffman. Okay. Kurt Hoffman was our what was it? Because there was drum major or EBL, right? Enlisted band leader or drum major. Yeah. And then uh, Ricky Hazelgrove was the drum major. Okay. Ricky, you, 
if you get the chance, you need, if he's still around, you need to get him on. Who, who is it? Say, say it one more time so I know. Ricky Hazelgrove. Ricky Hazelgrove. I think he still lives down in South Carolina. Huh. He was an old school zone major. Okay. I like it. With a heavy, heavy Southern accent, he would always say, all right, I got to direct the national anthem. I don't know why those some bitches want the national anthem, <laughs> but I got to play it. Now, you just ignore my 5-4 measure in the middle of that there. You know what's coming. I know what's coming. I can't fix it, so it's fuck it. Everything I have to do with it. Yeah, I'm going to give a applause. By and large, we'd be in the middle of the middle of the national anthem, and there'd come a five-four measure, and he'd just have to kind of look away at that point for a while. Yeah, he'd get there eventually. Yeah, and uh, oh, Hoffman was the EBL, and he was a bit of a music perfectionist. Okay. He had a, uh, I don't know if it was a real blood pressure issue, but you could tell. He was like a thermometer, man. Like he yeah. He mad. You could <laughs> feel the blood pressure rising. And when it got to like his chin, you started sweating. And when it got to his nose, you knew someone was going to get something thrown at him. Yes, absolutely. There would be a bit arm flying or yeah. a stand or a chair or someone was going to get Absolutely. So let's uh, hold on. Let, for for all these young guys, right? All these young Marines are coming through. They're in the band, right? Uh, they don't quite grasp the the concept of a enlisted band leader getting pissed off. Because I remember my first duty of twenty nine pause where I was at Gunning Beeman. I don't know if you know Beeman. Be Beeman's a great guy. I, I love Beeman. He's out there doing great things on ships. He's all over the world. He, he's doing good stuff. But I remember him throwing stuff at us, and I was like, oh, my God. He he made us do uh, play the glockenspiel or the bells, right? But he was he would got, all right, here, you're going to have to play the flute parts. And I'm like, flute parts? I can barely play the thing at all. <laughs> so I here I am playing the glockenspiel, trying to play the Stars and Stripes solo on bells like I know what I'm doing. It, it was horrible, horrible. Every pato that we went and did, like patriotic opener, right? Everyone that we did, yeah. Here I am trying to figure out bells. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. I, I don't know how many times I got my ass chewed by him. It was amazing, amazing. It was good, though. It was good. I learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think, but I, I mean, we were coming off of a major change in the military at, when we were coming in. Because literally, it wasn't that long ago that they were still, we would take a junior enlisted into a small room and literally beat them until, you know. Yeah, yeah. Had just been eliminated. And so, to them, they were, they thought, they thought they were so, I remember Hoffman saying, you're so lucky that I'm not whoever his EBL was. <laughs> they would put us in a straight line and just punch us if we made a mistake. I'm thinking, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> bad, man. Not, I mean, I knew the Marines were all about combat, but not during rehearsal. <laughs> and I imagine these guys are Vietnam vets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then we had, uh, let's see. We had a new one come in who had just gotten Francis, Lawrence Francis, Larry Francis. Okay. Who had drum major? Just 
Yeah. Okay. With the president's own. Oh yeah. Okay. So assistant so, drum major up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was the drum major up there, and then got yeah. moved down to see us. And, gotcha. Yeah. And he had been a drill instructor a couple times, and he was he was there when I left. And then we just got well at that point W O one Jacobs. <laughs> and now Jacobs makes his entrance. Okay, I got it. Okay. Yep. That's where I first met him. Yeah. So 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 Jacobs is uh, a percussionist, right? Not a drummer. He's a percussionist who loves timpani. Yes, why timpani? I have no idea, but it's freaking crazy, whatever. Uh, God bless anybody that can play uh, timpani. I don't have the ear for it. I can I can barely carry a tune, even though I try, and God bless anybody that listens to me. But he loved timpani, man. He wanted timpani on everything. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I can't do timpani to save my life. If he had it his way, he would hand the string bass part to the timpani player and expect the timpani to play that. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? yeah. Which I could do. I mean, for one of my senior recitals as a undergrad, I actually did a tuba solo on timpani. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, you could do it. It's referred to as the agile pedestrian, where you sit down and you're literally like an organist, man, moving your feet around. That's but, amazing. Uh, so... And I remember I had I had complained I had complained to another drummer at the time about the fact that our scores were still so heavy drum set and it really should be split because that's such a such a neat play. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're going to be drum set, you have to just do drum set. Yeah. And if you're going to do everything else, you need to just do everything else. Absolutely. And so I actually wrote a point paper out at the time as a Lance Corporal. I wrote a point paper out that. The drum field should be split into two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Jacob's got that, and I suddenly I could do no wrong. Hold on, hold on. okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a timeout. I'm gonna put a timeout. So let's fast forward. Like Jacobs is at the School of Music later in life, right? Uh, yeah. He's a CWO five, I think. Yeah. Uh, Chief Warrant Officer yeah. five. Uh, he is literally pushing for split OSs. So you're telling me. I may be wrong here, but you're telling me that all came from you? You're the one that came up with that idea. He probably had that before, but when Lance Corporal comes okay. to him with a point pooper showing why it should be split, yeah. he was like, oh yeah, okay, you're my boy. You're my I'm boy. telling you, he was 100% for that split thing. I, that was his deal. I, to the day he dies, I'm sure he's he's going to believe that. But Yep. Yep. Yeah, good times, and that was all because of you. <laughs> Ama amazing as a lance corporal in E three enlisted three in the Marine Corps, you influenced his decisions moving forward, and that to me is absolutely incredible. And I didn't know that until just now. So that's why we do this. This is why I need to know those veteran stories. <laughs> well, again, I don't know that I. And the reason he thought that, but no, in my mind, you are. So <laughs> I'm blaming it all on you. <laughs> I have to say that I later recanted that position. <laughs> that we do learn everything. Basically, after I was able to pass the drum set, I did enforcement on my own. I think we need to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very nice. I like it.
Oh, man. So I get done with uh, Paris Island, and I get sent back to the School of Music for the intermediate course. Back okay, then, yeah. Course. Uh, and then we get sent to, oh, side note here. Yeah. I get sent to the intermediate course. My wife goes home to Wisconsin. It's okay. It's six months, and you can't get out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife is tough. Let me, let me just say, she's, she's tough. She comes from a farm family. She's tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She thinks she's having a flu or something like a flu. Okay. I don't hear from her for a couple of days, which I'm not, I mean, this is back before cell phones, so you had to fight to get a spot. Oh, yeah. You, know, you had to stand in line to get, phone. yeah. You know. So, okay, I didn't hear from her for a couple of days. So, I finally was able to make contact, and her first words to me was something like the lines, everything's okay. I'm, I'm fine. What? What? <laughs> he had an appendicitis rupture or an appendix rupture like hours from being dead whoa it finally stopped her mom made her go in took her to the emergency room and yeah the doctor uh an old family doctor who knew her like you know from when she was still scoping her shins yeah absolutely um and took her into the emergency went during the emergency room right away the appendix had already ruptured. It was starting to go septic, you know. Wow. Like hours from hours from death. Where, where, where am I? And oh, and with a newborn, because our son had been born, you know, he was like less than a year old. Were you even there for the birth? I was there for the birth. Okay. God. Let's talk about the birth. Okay. Well, let me finish off the first story here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm fine now. Okay. <laughs> She's still here. She's still here. She, she, she tough. She yeah. Tough. She's a true Louise Whoa. Yeah. She's Absolutely. She's and the guys, the first was like, yeah, I'm okay. I shook it off. It's okay. Put <laughs> a little date on it. It's fine. It, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, again, now this was this was way back in the day when you basically should have put in to have a pregnancy. You should have signed that shit. Put in a <laughs> yes. Before you had the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our son, uh, so I tried to get time off when we knew he was going to be born. It's like, no, no, he's not born yet. No, you're not getting time off. No, you come here every Friday on a routine double. Yeah. You do colors and grass. Yeah, absolutely. So, and our son is like two weeks late. Okay. Typical boy. Yep. Never on where he's supposed to be when he's supposed to be. Yep, absolutely. So, Monday morning, we start at like five, mm-hmm. go do colors, grad. I'm sorry, Friday morning. We do colors and grad. Uh, I think we, it was a rare Friday because normally after colors and grad, in the me town of uh, Buford, we would get on a bus, get on a green weenie and drive hours to someplace to do some ceremony or a parade. Or yeah, whatever. absolutely. This was a weird Friday. We didn't have anything happen. Which worked out well. Okay. Yep, because we wanted to. We went in, and Saturday morning, Christopher comes in. I've been awake now for, you know, 20 some odd plus hours. Yep. Yeah, when he's finally born. And then I fall asleep like right away. You know, I was like, yeah, he's doing real good. <laughs> Did they put him on you while you were like snoring? You know? I don't think so. I think they knew better. <laughs> So, but apparently, I'm, I'm in the room with Heidi and the brand new booty. Yeah. So, 
overnight and they come in all every hour on the hour to check on mom and baby and I'm just sleeping there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snoring away. <laughs> yeah. So then I get to the school of music and then I get to they send it to twenty nine palms. Oh yeah, twenty nine palms. My first duty station, wonderful place. Not really. But yes. Uh, luckily it was the middle of winter when we got there. So okay. It was nice and cool, right? It was a cool, like, what, 80 degrees? Yeah. 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 You know, the days, days you get up into, up into the mid-80s, you know, yeah. and then the nights would get chilly, but yeah. Cody um, is, you know, pregnant with our second child. Okay. I think we. Hey, you did. With our second child. I'm hey. to pick up, you know. I'm going to stop you for a second. Your part was very important, okay? I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you say we, you had a part to do with that. So, I, I'm going to have to talk to your wife about this, and we're going to have to settle this and make sure that you, you get the credit that you deserve for, <laughs> for the uh, amount of uh, uh, expertise that you put into What's going on with your uh, second child? So, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you can have that talk with her. Yes. Um, I think you should do it over the phone so she doesn't problem you. <laughs> I, it's probably a really good idea. In fact, I don't know if I ever want to see her again at this point because she may hate me. Uh, but Heidi, I love you. <laughs> I say this with all booze in my system. So you got to take it for what it is uh by the way jim beam black uh not that i'm trying to endorse uh anything and i'm not getting paid but jim beam black if you want to pay me and send me booze i'm okay with that too uh, jim beam black i am not yeah. sure enough to remember that i'm gonna send you one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's one of the cheaper ones that tastes really good so and I achieve my level of uh, craziness. Let's say craziness. That's a good way of putting it. In uh, a cheap way. So, uh, yeah, my wife appreciates the uh, the idea of cheap booze. So, yeah, yeah. it works out well. <laughs> yeah, you got to make them happy. That's right. <laughs> All right, so twenty nine palms, right? You have you have your second child at twenty nine. I arrived there in February. Uh -huh. The family arrives there in February, and we get the household shipment comes in, and like three days later, we're gone. Okay. I'm gone. So my wife with a newborn child, yeah, pregnant, very pregnant. I go off to do the Mardi Gras parade. Of course. Which isn't a single parade, but yet, for those who don't know, <laughs> Mardi Gras is a week long of marching to one, at least one, usually two, sometimes three parades in a day. But not just any parade. You're talking like three and four hours of standing up in a parade that moves like 20 feet at a time. And sometimes the parades cross paths, right? 
So, so you can't, you, you have to wait for the one parade to go and then the, okay, the next parade goes and you got the police standing there kind of directing traffic at this point. Yeah. And you've got crowds that have been drinking from the week before. <laughs> inches off of you on either side. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and they're nuts. You know, they've lost their minds months ago and they're, that's why they're still in New Orleans. And it, yeah. <laughs> but, so there's my wife, pregnant with a newborn kid, trying to. And, and what, a two year old as well? Pitchko um, was probably 16, just a, yeah, just a month, a year old. Okay. Megan hadn't been born yet. Yeah. Okay, I got you. We need a six month pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't give a note of music. Well, you better hurry up and learn. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So. And then I get, so a lot of the people, we get, we get shipped, uh, we get stationed on board the ship, uh, Iwo Jima, the Iwo Jima ship. Oh, like, uh, Iwo okay. Jima is where they had a state. Just by the name alone, it had to have been the best freaking, uh, ship ever, you know, it, like most glorious, uh, rooms. Five-star dining. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing like unit love when you sleep in four people high. <laughs> and hot that I can get that because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of guys, you know, of course, you're in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, so a lot mm-hmm. of them are going out at night and drinking, and then the next day, grades get harder and harder to do when you've been drinking. Yeah, I never leave the ship because first of all, I'm terrified, uh, <laughs> and second of all, I just don't drink. Yeah. So, so what rank were you at this point? One, just to go off so I can say I, I did the Mardi Gras. I walked up and down the street a little bit. Yeah, okay. I bought a Mountain Dew and I went back on the ship. And like, yeah. So so at this point, you're what, E4, Corporal? I think the, um, I think I actually made Sergeant. Okay, so you're a Sergeant at this point. Okay. All right. Uh, and you don't drink. And, and you still don't drink, right? No, I don't drink, no. You, God bless you. I don't know how you do it. I apologize. I was just advertising for Jim Beam, and I am a turd uh, 100%, and I apologize. But no, God bless you. You don't drink. Uh, you are an amazing individual, and I, don't, I, I wish I was as good as you. I, that's all I can say. I'm just the I'm the one to make the exception to the rule. <laughs> because I didn't, you know, at that time, they would say, well, you can't get promoted to corporal unless you've had a Yeah. I don't know if they still call them that even more. It yeah. Pa- page 11 was what, it, so they changed it. Page 11, not 13. It's page 11. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so and I never had one of those. I've only had one. And guess who gave it to me? Grimes. Your, your boy that loved the, the Tiffany, he freaking, he told me, like, yeah, you suck. You're not getting promoted. Have a nice day. And I was like, okay, well, that sucks. But, yeah, here I am. Hey, I made it, though. I made it through. You are as far up the ladder as you can get, my friend. Yeah, I know. And thanks to you, because I got to actually uh, be under your tutelage there in, what was it, San Diego, right? Uh, Yeah, Marine Band San Diego. 
and you got to uh, slap me around a little bit. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I do well. You know, somebody had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah you know after that i went to after that we went to san diego that was my okay. stand with san diego under what's a band officer there was it well harris was there chief one officer eddie harris who's down in texas somewhere now okay he's, he's still kicking alive and doing well Right, Harris? But his, yeah. And then, uh, oh, Bennett. Ross Bennett was our EBL. Okay, Ross Bennett. Okay. I can't remember all the other people there. But yeah, that was the first time. And then I got, like, so I am then meritoriously promoted to corporal and sergeant. God dang, man. Good for you. And um, I had finally picked up staff sergeant, and I put in for the staff degree completion program. I didn't know that. that. Are you kidding me? So I got, so I, you know, and at that point, you get to choose your college. And I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I could go to Eastland. Yeah. I could go to Juilliard. I could pick any college as long as I could get, you know. And this was for your master's? Or was this for your bachelor's? So this was my bachelor's, though. Okay. Okay. I got you. I had like five and a half years of college, and I was 13 credits short. Of getting my degree, yeah, and uh, and I thought, well, you know, at 13 credits, I should be able to get that done in 18 months. And uh, so I looked all over the place and I talked, we sat, I checked out with my wife, and we talked about where to go. At the time, the drum set guy in uh, Eau Claire, University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire, I said it completely wrong. I said, You Claire, it's Eau Claire, it's Eau Claire, but that's. All you Wisconsinites, is that what you call them? I don't know. I apologize. Wisconsinites. I did say, the only reason I said Menominee right is because you let me know about, uh, what was it, the, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Help me out. The the Muppets. Menominee. Bum, bum, Menominee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I know that. Everything else, I probably screwed up 100%. Uh, so I apologize to all you Wisconsinites. I think I said that right. If not, I'm drunk. You'll forgive me. I forget his name now. He was my, but I got a chance to learn under him. The uh, son is a musician out in uh, New York. In New York? Ron Kinzer. Ron Kinzer was the okay. instructor. At Eau Claire. And it's a really good program. Yeah. Solid music. Plus it was home. Yeah. So we went, we came home for two years. So, okay. Real quick. I apologize. I'm, I hate to interrupt you. But staff degree completion program is a program for uh, staff NCOs uh, to be able to go and finish whatever degree they have. So they, they leave the Marine Corps, go out to whatever college that they're going to go to. And then they finish their degree. And then at that point, they go wherever the Marine Corps says, this is where you're going to go. Right. Okay. Yep. My my payback tour was to go to the School of Music as an instructor. Yeah. That was fantastic. And I okay. I was a music theory instructor. Okay. Spent time there, and I 
was able to get into the music school music system. Uh-huh. Um, I was finally able to, you know, being in the in the school, I was able to practice enough to. I was able to get my three O so that I could come back and be an instructor. Okay. So we got to pause. We got to pause. Okay. Three O, right? Three O is the, it's this elusive number that just fucking exists. I'm solidized. I'm saying bad words. It's this number that exists that uh, if you get this, this super number, then you are God's gift to musicians, right? That's how I look at it. Like uh, the three O is not quite God's gift, but it's like professional level. Okay, professional level. We'll go with it. Okay, three two God's gift. Okay, I'll take that any day of the week. All right, so you got the elusive three O. So you're you're the professional yeah. musician that can come back and yep. instruct at the school of music. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so from there, they sent us. Right back to San Diego. You went back to San Diego. How many times? The Kyle Cox team joined. Is it really? You have got to be kidding me. So you, uh, okay. So this is your second trip back to San Diego, and you finally meet the the absolutely insane and stupid, uh, crap. What was it then? Staff Sergeant Staff Sergeant Cox. I had to really think back. It's been a hot minute, and I'm drunk, so I apologize. But it was wonderful briefcase that was. Oh my god, we had a freaking blast between me, you. Let's see who else was there. Peyton. Uh, let's see who else was there. Studer, that's right, Studer. Yeah, and you. And then you had uh, who was the master? Uh, Price, master Price, right? Wasn't he there? Yeah, well, Master Sergeant Price, he, no, because it was Master Sergeant Price, and then we lost our warrant officer, and Price became the... The acting. The acting. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was, then I, then I got moved up because I was good. Yeah, that's right. Bandmaster. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Whatever you did a fantastic job, man. And I tell you that that was a stressful, stressful time. Just because you did that for how long? Six months? I'm sorry. How long did you do that? Six months? Oh, geez. I think it was about six months. Yeah. yeah. Then we got in Paradise. Paradise came in. Yeah, Paradise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he he was able to yeah. And then also we got an actual band officer with uh, Davis. Davis, who I'm actually currently with and who I like to give a hard time every single day. And I'm sure he's going to listen to this podcast right now. And sir, just so you know, I'm coming to work tomorrow and I'm giving you shit. 100%. I'm going to give you shit tomorrow. I don't know what for. I'll figure that out when I get there. But uh, it's going to happen, you know. That's right. I I can sleep on it. You know, I can sleep on it. There's enough there. Trust me. There's enough there to give him shit on. So we're good. That was that was idyllic. That was that was fantastic. That was a great time. So so for those those that don't know, like uh, Dave, right? He's you were the small ensemble leader. Is that right? Okay, so Dave is the small ensemble leader. I'm the drum major for the band. 
and uh, you talk about fun. We had Peyton as the uh, in the sick conductor. Peyton is a six foot six, two hundred and forty pound, freaking massive individual that uh, you don't want to carry. I can tell you that right now. But <laughs> he played pickle. Oh my god, he was incredible. You 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 look at his hands, right? Like if he's playing piccolo and you put it up to his mouth, you couldn't see the piccolo because his hands were so big. But the most beautiful, just glorious sound just resonates. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, so so because this was the time I got to serve with Dave, and Dave I love you, but you make me so mad, okay? <laughs> I do love you, though. I walk into uh, the rehearsal hall, and you're playing, I think it was Vibes, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, who is this dude in here freaking just wailing on these vibes, like playing these chords that I'm like, I don't even know what the heck to call them, right? It's, it's just amazing. And I walk in, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm sight reading. So for those that don't know, sight reading means like, I just looked at this music and now I'm playing it. Whereas it would take me three months to figure out what the notes are in order to play what he's playing. But I was like, oh my God. And and you were playing this, this glorious music. And I'm like, why do I suck as bad as I suck? And it was just amazing, absolutely amazing. And at that point, I've decided that I cannot be a percussionist anymore. I'm a drummer, 100%. I just bang on shit, uh, put cymbals together, whatever. But I'm not a percussionist. You, my friend. What's that? Okay, hit me. Shortly after that, yeah, that you left to go to the group deal. That's right, yeah. Did I do that to you? I am so sorry. Yeah, you drove me away. Just so you know, <laughs> you are the reason <laughs> that I went to be a drill instructor because I was like, I can't do this music shit. Like, listen to this dude. Amazing. <laughs> no, I'm just... But seriously, yeah. But that was about the time that I was like, yeah, it's time for me to go do something else. And I became the, what was it? I did Detachment Gunny. Then I came back, or not Detachment, uh, Company Gunny. And I came back, right? You did that. I don't know about good. I thought you were going to play that. Oh, I thought you were fantastic. Oh, uh, well, I survived it, man. That's about, that's about all you can say is survive. Uh, who was the guy before me? Do you remember his name? Parks. Gunny Parks, right? Yeah, Gunny Parks. And they, him and the CEO at the time went on a trip with us, and we went to uh, Orange County, if I'm not mistaken. And I was in, I was in, in charge of this, <laughs> this TAD evolution, right? Tra uh, like temporary assignment duty, right? So we're going up to Orange County. I, I didn't do anything. It was horrible. Like, I'm surprised the trip even fucking happened. Like, how did we even make it to Orange County and back to San Diego is beyond me. I did zero prep work. Zero. And then we end up in Orange County. And I'm like, the day before, I'm calling. 
And I'm like, hey, man, you got something set up for us? Do you remember this? I remember this. And then Davis was the band officer who I'm working for now. Davis was a band officer, and I'm making shit up on the fly like it's freaking cool. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, tomorrow we're going to show up at this school, and we're going to do this. <laughs> I'm literally, like, minutes before I tell him what we're going to do, I'm on the phone like, hey, dude, you got to tell me what the fuck we're doing tomorrow, because I don't know. Like, I have no clue what we're doing. And, and it was amazing that it even worked out. But Gunny Parks was on that trip, right? You remember the CEO and the and the company Gunny went with us. And he was like, oh, my God, you're amazing. And you did this and you did that. Yeah, I, I don't know how we survived that trip. I'm going to be honest. How did we eat? I don't know. I have no idea. It was a blast. That is true. <laughs> and how often does that happen? How many trips do you go on and somebody gets arrested? You know what I'm saying? It happens. It happens pretty regular. Yeah. So, but it was a good trip. Uh, it turned out fantastic. Uh, Gunny Parks was like, oh, you're fucking awesome. You should be the company Gunny. And I'm like, yeah, you got to talk, talk to somebody else about that shit. I don't know, man. Maybe it wasn't. Was it Davis or was it, was it uh, Masson Price? I think it was Price. I think it was. I think it was Price. It was Price. I think it was Price. Yeah. Which makes it even more remarkable because he was a bit of a stickler for making sure the plan that he was correct the day before. Yeah. 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 And this guy with this guy with an eighth grade education, basically. Let's let's be honest with you. I I don't have a great education. Eighth grade education. I have to do this trip for everybody and. Somehow, magically, you and everybody else was able to get us through that trip and survive it. It was amazing. Oh, it was it was a good trip. That was a good trip. So speaking of San Diego and our time together, and I'm gonna bring it up because I know you don't want me to. Uh <laughs> let's talk about the time that we were I don't even know what gig it was, but we were out doing a gig, right? And uh I remember we went to a restaurant and I'm standing in line. That's all I remember. I'm standing in line. I'm doing my own thing. I don't even know what the hell's going on. Next thing I know, you're like chasing some dude out of the restaurant. And I'm like, whoa, what just happened? I'm like, I got Gunny's back. I'm freaking coming, man. I'm coming with everything I got. Me and Peyton, Sassar Peyton, we turn around Peyton, six foot six, what is it, 240 pounds, man. Big dude, man. We come outside, and this this guy, like, oh, my God. We were going fisticuffs with this dude. And and poor Chief Warrant Officer Davis, he's trying to play nice guy, blocking us. And me and Peyton and you trying to go over him to freaking knock this dude out. Now, that was a trip. Yeah, First trip and then it wasn't even chief warrant officer. I think positive was just warrant officer. Are you serious? And I, I'm almost I, I, I almost I'm almost positive. I I, I will I have to ask him tomorrow, him. man. I have to I'm ask him. Pretty sure that was his first trip with us. Yeah. He was up in Seattle. I had my boat <laughs> fly up with us. That's right. To be with well, hold on. Let's set the stage on this, right? So we're standing in the line. 
You and your wife, Heidi, right? You're standing in line. Yep. Some dude in front of you, drunk out of his mind, says some, something that's rude. I don't even know what was said. I'll be honest. He had been talking bad to the server. He wanted more drinks, and the server wasn't giving him. And yeah. He bad mouthed her and loud and obnoxious. And as he walked out, he said something to Heidi. And I was just going to, I was just going to say, I was just going to go down and say, hey, Dad. It's a pup down. It's a family environment. You don't need to be. You need to be more respectful of other people. That's all I was gonna say. I wasn't. Yeah. No, you were gonna beat the crap out of him. You were gonna beat his ass. <laughs> I followed him out to go collect his behavior, and from my wife, my wife told me this because she's been saying a lot of fun of me, and it was just like. One, the line just everyone was hiding and they just followed one behind each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're cheering for you. We're cheering for you. Shortest of the four of us. I am the shortest of the four of us. Yeah. Just six feet. You're behind me. behind you. <laughs> behind you. And I'm he's yelling at me, and I'm just trying to talk. You're back behind me with one arm. He's going to He's got these long arms anyway. A six-foot span reaching out. <laughs> Finally, David works his way past you guys. In between me and him, and he gets everything situated. Yeah, it was... It was yeah. That was a good time. No one got in trouble. That's week. right. We settled it. We, we, we didn't get in trouble. That's right. Yeah, well, we survived it, man. I I don't know how, but we did. And uh, I think the manager gifted us our meal that night. I, I, did he really? I I believe that. I wow. Believe that. <laughs> because I don't even remember that. I went to this guy before, if he was bad mouthing the server. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So all I know is I remember this. So I'll be honest. I was in the back. And I think I was busy looking at something. I don't know. I didn't know what even was going on. I'm going to be honest with you. But I remember specifically your wife saying something like, uh, Dave, you need to take care of that. And all of a sudden, this guy, Dave, right? The guy that we're, we're talking to right now, who doesn't like, there's no mean bone in his body. He's just the nicest guy you would ever meet. All of a sudden, flips the switch, and it's the devil. And he's like, okay, this guy's going to die, right? And all of a sudden, you follow this dude. I see this guy walk by me, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? All of a sudden, I see you walk by like he did, man, like you were getting ready to strangle somebody. And then all of a sudden, I see Peyton go by, and I'm like, oh, hell, man, we're in it. We're doing this. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I got your back. I took off running, man. I was behind you. I was like, yeah, let's do this thing. I know David still tells the story. He's like trying to hold Peyton back, trying to hold me back from punching this dude. And, oh, my God, it was absolutely ridiculous. And one of my favorite stories ever, man, ever is you. You and your wife and, and this dude that we don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> But he is so lucky that we did not attack this dude and actually hurt him. Like, I, I don't know. It was absolutely priceless. One of the best memories I'll ever have. 
I remember the next day, I think it was, I think it was you, but he tells Studer. Oh, yeah, I that's right. And Studer was, he was more of an old school Marine. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you go on a trip, you're supposed to get your <laughs> Yeah, you know. But no one expected that of me. I was the guy who yeah. didn't swear either. You know, I was yes. the guy who got more done by playing old poop. Yes. It's like, oh, that, that catches more people. Even to this day, that's how you, that's who you are. What did he just say? So, yeah. Even today, that is who you are, and that is why I love you. Like, it is amazing. I am one of the most foul mouthed individuals. When you think of Marine and cursing like a sailor, let's just say sailors don't curse as much as we do. But <laughs> you, my friend, Incredible. I don't know how you do it. God bless you. you. You're a saint and you put up with our crap for an incredibly long time, which was amazing. And I appreciate you. I put up with it. I loved it. I, I <laughs> cried in it. It was fantastic. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for you, I probably would have lost my mind. I'll be honest with you. No, you kept me saying you, you're a freaking fantastic dude. I appreciate it. No. No, no, no. It, we all help each other out. We we all worked through it. It was good. It was a good time. It was, was a good fantastic. time. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, I, I, we're going to have to wrap this portion up, but I, here's what I want to do. I want to come back to you, right? Uh, so, so episode number two is going to be from San Diego on. All right. Uh, cause we're going to have to talk about some stuff, right? Like I left, I, I, I was out and, and I got to know what you did and, and everybody listening, everybody wants to know where in the heck you went and what you did. So all on the edge of their <laughs> they are on the edge of their seats, whether they know it or not. And you know what, if you're listening right now, you better be on the edge of your seat. If not, I'm coming to your house and I'm going to fix it. Uh, so that's right. That's right. As it should be. Um, but he, here's a big question where will he get out of the world? <laughs> Do we, we need, uh, where's Lassie? Where's Lassie? At, you know, <laughs> good times. Good times. Yeah, I know. Right. Man, that's how we keep them coming back. And now I know why they did it. Now I know. Uh, this is podcast number one. You need to come back to figure out how this story ends. It may be crazy. I don't know. Dave Kyle, out there, man. He's he's one of one of a kind. Uh, you'll never find anybody like Dave Kyle. I I love you, man. If it wasn't for you, I would have lost my damn mind. I don't know. I I would not have survived. I appreciate everything that you did. Uh, you, you're a great man. We're going to come back though, right? So after MCRD San Diego, unless you have more on San Diego when we get back, which is fine. Uh, I'm sure there's other shenanigans that we were involved in at some point in time. Uh, but so we, we got San Diego and then we're going to move on from there. Mm -hmm. and, and what exactly, where, where exactly are we going from there? So we can get everybody uh, uh, excited about where we're going from here. Then we go back to the school of music. Okay. And we play from there, and then the world thing becomes a little weird. Okay. And we try to retire. Okay. We love weird. 
We Love Weird. This is a new podcast, but if you didn't know, we love weird, and we're all about it. Uh, so we're going to move on to the second part. Is that okay with you? Because we're going to come back to you, I promise, and, and you're the man. We have literally, I, I think, like 20 minutes left before this thing tells me we can't go anymore. So so we're going to move into the next section. If that is that all right? Yeah, but I'm sorry that I took up that much time. Uh, no, this has been fantastic. I, this is this is why I do I'm doing this, like because I, I promise you, you sitting with your 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 wife, your kids, you're probably not going to tell these ridiculous stories on a regular basis, and and these are the things that your family needs to know about you. They need to know how crazy you really are. <laughs> So, so in the future, they know how to deal with you, right? <laughs> let's, let's be honest. That's that's the truth. We're not holding microphones from anybody. <laughs> everybody knows. At least me and you, between the two of us, are crazy is enough that everybody can laugh at. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> and I love book picnics. This is the kind of picnic I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like. It. Okay, so we're gonna transition real quick. Uh, we're going to go to the next part, right? Uh, so lost art, right? I, I wrote a book, uh, and, and if I had my my stuff working the way it should, I, there'd be like this awesome little little snippet of an, an advertisement of my book. But it's okay. I suck, and I can't figure out how to work my stuff. Uh, we will in the future figure it out, though. Um so, uh, but the lost art. So when you think about lost art, right, there's many things, there's so many things that are just getting lost as we move forward in time. Like, uh, what, what types of things do you find, uh, where you're up in Wisconsin, right? So what do you see up there that's getting lost and, and not being passed to that next generation? Yeah, that's, I, I have been trying to think of this. A couple of everything is getting lost. I mean, and I don't know, we call it lost. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, this is just new, this is the new light. Lost art using a rotary phone. Yeah, right. absolutely. For for those that don't know, that's the that you had a dial and you, you put your finger in the little thing, you went around and then it went back around and it that was like number seven. And then you have, okay, next is number five, right? Next is number seven. You had to turn that dial and it went all the way back. Absolutely, yes. And people don't know that. No, we're changing a title reference. It's perfect. You know, now, arguing to the point where you can't hardly fix anything. Oh, my. It's getting to the point where you can't, you can't only change your own tires now because absolutely are electronically connected to the, you know, you have to set up a dome. If you try to change a battery in your car, need an external power source so that the computer in the brain, you know, there's all kinds of things that are getting, but, and I agree with your premise that these are things that we should be holding on to, that we don't want to lose, and yet I, I fear they're going to because technology's changing, everything's yeah. changing. It's, you know, storytelling itself is in our social creatures. Yeah, absolutely. That is getting lost. Just being able to sit down with friends and talk. It's, it's absolutely that is one hundred percent getting lost. I, I I don't know 
how many times, like I, I even sit with my girls, right? 10 and eight, right? Young girls, uh, but they know how to do more on a dadgum computer or iPad than I don't know how to do right now. Like as if we're, I, I, you just went through this. I, we had to restart the podcast because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I bet you if my daughter, who's 10 years old, came in here, she'd be like, Dad, you're an idiot. All you got to do is push this one button, and all of a sudden, everything worked. How they do that is beyond me. Uh, I, I love them for it, but oh, my God, like I, I just can't operate that way, you know? Uh, and being able to have the one-on-one, like – Thank God I can see you. I can see your expressions. I I can have an interaction with you. And and they don't do that nowadays. My daughter will sit and play on that iPad and play these these like Roblox or whatever stupid games they come up with. I have no idea. But they sit on there for hours and hours and and they'll have conversations or whatever. But it's like they don't see each other. They don't they they don't there's no human contact. It's literally through a computer device. Here's one that's a little different. <clears throat> Watching TV. How many people actually sit and watch? Everybody now, when you sit down and watch TV, they got a computer, they got a phone, they do it. That, yeah. that, another thing. And the computer, you know, the TV program's going on, but they're busy doing yeah. know, other things. That's almost becoming a lost start. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, and luckily, they'll force you to turn the phone off when you're in the room. That is true. That is true. They get mad at you, by the way, if you turn your phone on and, and it's a bright light that messes up the movie. They get mad at you. I learned. Yep. So, yeah. It's a, it's a different, it's a different way of life. Yeah. Absolutely. What is a big well, You know, needing a map. I know that that's a big. Oh my God. So, so we're getting ready to retire, right? I, I'm following your, your lead here. I'm getting ready to retire, getting that RV. Which you're, you may, you may, I'm not going to say you're going to because your wife may kill me, but you may get an RV and decide that you want to travel with us and we're going to do this caravan across the U.S., right? And, yeah. And, <laughs> so, so we're going to, we're going to travel around and, and there's that lost part of reading a map. Like you think back, right? Like, I remember going from from the School of Music to 29 Palms, California, out in the middle of nowhere, and I had a daggum map on a little paper map. You fold it open, right? Now, these kids, my girls, they don't understand what the heck I'm talking about. But you fold open that map, and you go, and it's like, okay, well, I'm going from here to here. You don't know what exit you're taking until you get there. And you're like, oh, look, the sign said go that way for 29 palms. And you follow the sign that says 29 palms. And you hope for the best. You may end up in the middle of nowhere. Uh, uh, what was that town out in the uh, outside of 29 Amboy, palms? Amboy. Am- Amboy? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, isn't that where like that, the, the, the serial murders and all that shit ended up? Uh, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Yeah, so we're driving out there. All I know is middle of the desert, this dude with a swastika on his forehead that killed a lot of people, and we're driving through there. That's all I know. And you get gas. Absolutely. (laughs) You never know. You may make it. You may not. 
And if you don't, you're screwed. That's right. What is a cell phone? Yeah. I tell my girls now, I'm like, we didn't have a cell phone. What do you mean you didn't have a cell phone? I said, we had like phones in the house. And if you didn't have anything else, that gives it. That's all you had. I remember growing up. Now, you're older than I am. I don't mean to throw that out there, but you are. You are older than I am. I learned it, yep. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, like, you look at, uh, I had a pager. You know, a pager, the little little thing, somebody dials a number or whatever, and then it comes up and you're like, oh, I got to call that number back. Who is that? I don't know. I don't know who it is, but I'm calling them back. You know, it's yeah. important. That, that literally could have been a payphone on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Where Charles Manson is chasing them, right? <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right, man. And hey, we to have coins that you can have to pay for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, does anybody use coins now? No. No, absolutely not. No. That's right. This magic money, man. Magic money. That's where it's at. You know, uh, yeah, it's amazing where we have come and where we're going. I I don't know if I can handle it. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but we're going to.